0: Good morning, welcome to the news around Uganda. I am Lydia Lakoniero. It's the 17th of March 2021. In our first story, the Minister of Health has sent out a team of health workers to 120 districts to carry out a survey on the extent of COVID-19 in the community. The study to be carried out in 5100 households will see its findings will see its findings made public immediately the health minister dr jane ruth Acheng, says the ministry will use the findings to determine other measures to combat the pandemic In this survey, we are aiming at unmasking silent clusters that may have gone undetected in order to guide national response efforts. This will involve multiple teams travelling to the districts and collecting information and specimens from selected population groups and communities. So what are we saying? We are saying that it is possible that many people could have gotten infected and we did not know. So, if we pick samples from them and run some antibody tests, then perhaps we'll be able to unmask who got infected and we did not know. It is a year now since COVID 19 was first detected in the country. Uganda has officially recorded 40,591 cases and 334 deaths. But figures could be higher as some people could have got symptoms and reported to health facilities for tests. Meanwhile, the Democratic Party has asked the government to lift curfew to enable the night businesses resume. With the outbreak of COVID-19 last year, the government imposed a 9pm curfew as one of the measures to control the spread of the pandemic. However... During the party's weekly press conference, the party spokesperson Okale Opio Lo Amanu said since the new COVID-19 cases have reduced, the government should embark on easing the set control measures such as curfew and businesses that are still on lockdown. As the Democratic Party, we think that it is counterproductive to have a business community that operates during the night denied an opportunity to make business. This in essence denies the government a revenue, which would actually contribute to what we would use to run the government activities and also pay the civil servants. Therefore, as the Democratic Party being convinced that Uganda satisfies all such requirements as laid down by the World Health Organization, we do hereby demand that this government should lift the lockdown and let the people do their businesses. Let's see what's happening in the road sector. The Uganda National Roads Authority has suspended roadworks on the Kampala-Mokono Road Rehabilitation Project due to lack of funds. Alan Sempebwa, the UNRWA spokesperson, says the work was underestimated, which made the contractor run out of funds before the work was completed. Some sections of this road, including Namanve next to Coca-Cola plant, and the valley between Chigunga and Mukono have been reduced to maram, raising a lot of dust and traffic jams. We undertook to have a direct procurement where we're going to have the contractor that we had on site previously come and embark on works on the damaged sections along uh, Boyogere Mukono. We've asked uh, motorists, especially users of that road, to be patient with us because uh, we are trying to expedite this uh, direct procurement to we'll have the contractor back on site. The contractor will be on site soon to make sure that we manage all of those bottlenecks on that road. So it is a, it is a matter we are... We are equally monitoring. We are not seated, we are monitoring and we are working to have the contractor back on site. Also, the Nakawa Municipality Mayor, Engineer Ronald Balimwezo, has asked leaders to organize communities to benefit from government programs. Balimwezo, who is also the MP elect for Nakawa West, says many people have not benefited from government programs because they do not have adequate information on how to benefit the mayor is calling on leaders and technocrats to sensitize communities on how to access government programs to improve their livelihoods. I want to request the the, the politicians and the the technical people to always sensitize our community, to use all ways of reaching out information about these programs to the communities. Otherwise, people may end up not benefiting. The other one is also to relax some of these bureaucracies, to relax them a little so that people can take the money and benefit from the money because it's government money that in, that is supposed to benefit of people in uh, economy talking budget The Speaker of Parliament, Rebecca Kadaga, has tasked the leadership of the opposition in Parliament to table the alternative policy statements in time to allow time for relevant committees to process the budget. Kadaga says the budget has to be processed before the term of the 10th Parliament comes to an end. In her remarks while opening the Parliament plenary session today, the Speaker also directed ministries and government agencies to send their policy statements in soft copies. I also want to encourage the sector committees to work expeditiously because this is the final stretch of the third meeting of the uh, fifth session, the tenth parliament. And as you know, it will be interrupted uh, by the coming in of a new parliament. Therefore, whatever we have to do has to be done expeditiously. In central Uganda, Shira Municipality Member of Parliament, Ibrahim Semujunganda will on Thursday hold talks with his party, the Forum for Democratic Change, on his quest to become the next Speaker of Parliament. Last week, Semwiju announced that he will be contesting for the Speakership of the 11th Parliament and reached out to all parties seeking for support. He said that apart from FDC, which has replied to his letter, the rest of the political parties are yet to respond. FDC has called uh, called me because when I wrote, I asked all the political party leaders to provide me an opportunity at their earliest earliest convenient time to go and discuss with them. It is only the FDC that has called me and I will be there on Thursday. In northern Uganda, Uganda Matters Housing and Construction Company is demanding for 467 million shillings in compensation from Moyo District after its contract to construct roads in Town Council was terminated. In late February, a group of concerned locals led by Moyo Town Council chairperson-elect Caesar Chandiga took to the streets to demand the district leadership to account for unpaved roads. The group, citing corruption and foul play in the award of the contract and possible corruption, accused the Moyo district LC5 chairperson Williams Anyama and the other top officials of corruption. Chandiga, however, says they have now toned down on their demands after realizing that their message had reached to the rightful stakeholders, including the State House Anti Corruption Unit. The procurement officer, the district chairman and the car have been summoned to Kampala with stating about the progress and what is involved in the road issue when they came back and they, our position in the entire petition is that uh, we don't want to lose the 4.1 billion. That was our interest. The other issues of district compensating the contractor and so on the irregularities involved in the the contractors were not really part of our core issue. Our core issue were ensuring the, the 4.1 billion remains intact, does not go back to the donors, then uh, stopping the district council for reallocating the from the district to compensate the contract he says they will continue to monitor if the project will come to fruition before taking their next course of action anyama described the allegations as baseless because the petitioners have failed to bring forth evidence to the effect he said the 4.3 billion shillings earmarked for the metal road is still intact and the process is underway to contract a new contractor he says the initial contractor had their contract terminated basing on advice of the Solicitor General. Anyama says an audit inquiry into the matter has been instituted to a certain foul play in the initial award of the contract and the money under scrutiny is with the donor. Issues of corruption. There may be corruption. At any stage of what the procurement, that could also be true. But now I can't confirm until a competent inquiry is concluded and the report is said. Because right now the matter is also before court. I cannot exhaust making remarks about the allegations of corruption. The court will prove, or the outcome of any form of investigation will also reveal whether there was any corruption or not. But to the best of my knowledge, the money, the 4.3 billion, is intact because it is still with the implementing agency. So if there was any corruption then it will not be on the aspect of the donor money it will be maybe can it be another form the 4.3 billion shilling buari metu amwa abeso road is funded by the european union development initiative for northern uganda project in eastern uganda the open drainage channels on the roads being termacked by the china communications construction company in katakui town council are worrying traders Traders say the ditches are a risk to the lives of especially the older persons, school children, and persons with disabilities. James Otim, one of the traders who doubles as a parish councillor for Aliakame in Sub County, notes that some people fear to cross to buy commodities from their shops because of the deep open drainage channels. Some of the roads with open drainages are named after prominent politicians Bidandi Sali and JJ Udon. It is good they are trying to modernize our road, but the problem is of the Green Energy Channel. We have the elderly people, we have the lame, disabled people. They cannot cross the road to go and purchase what they want. So it is just our kind of request to the LOT3 and the town club to, to take responsibility to go and meet the contractor about the the work they are doing. But we are really on the problem. We wanted the, them to go and see the contractor. And the to cover those of their Charles Oreo Court, the social coordinator of the Chinese company, advises residents and traders to request for access culverts now so that they are fixed before the contract ends they cannot put those access culverts everywhere on every door. But where it is very necessary, where maybe the, the road designers omitted very many shops, I've always advised them to request for an access culvert the project manager through the consultant engineer. And the consultant engineers always go there and visit and they assess. That's the example I was giving of Dr. Chen. For him there was a big gap and he's a man dealing in cement, all those, you know, hardware materials. So I gave him the advice. Roads he went to the consultant Engineer himself, a Deputy Resident Engineer, also went to see the site himself and promised to fix up that culvert for that particular area. Maybe the other culverts are very close to each other. That's when they can say, "Please, now we cannot un a culvert in every door." So maybe you use the other one or the other. In western Uganda, environment experts have warned that Lake Mburo could disappear within the next few years if stronger measures are not taken to preserve it. Soil that is piling up in the lake is as a result of sand mining and digging next to River Ruizi. Jaconias Musingwire, the manager for the National Environment Management Authority in Western Region, said the lake is terribly threatened by silting resulting from largely poor agricultural practices. Musi said they are worried the silt will rise higher and higher, which will reduce water levels, and eventually the lake will disappear. He said this is not the first time a lake is disappearing in Uganda, giving an example of Lake Kabalega. Meanwhile, this issue has raised concern among Barara leaders. Speaking to Radio West, Captain J.B. Bamuturaki Tumusime, the chairperson of the RUIZI Catchment Committee, says they are much concerned and have come up with resolutions to implement the NEMA Act and put laws into action. Still in Western Uganda... The police in Ibanda district have foiled an attempted jailbreak by a group of detainees. According to the Ibanda Central Police Station OCCID, Paul Mohenda, the suspects were trying to drill a hole in one of the walls using an iron removed from the cell's ventilator. Mohenda says the prisoners were being led by a notorious robber, Emmanuel Bakashaba, also known as Agasha, and that they had already removed the wall's tiles. Plaster and wire mesh, and we're only remaining with removing the bricks and outer layers of the walls to escape. He has been involved in so many cases of robberies, he's been escaping and heading in Imbarala. Of course, we are tracing for other previous phases. So far, i put him to prevent the robbery and now breaking the cells because they had started digging the cells. So I'm charging him of. This has a damage to government property and attempting to escape from more lawful custody with others. So far there are five, those who participated. The other suspects in the jailbreak are David Mutatina, Gerald Nasasira, Andrew Nkabihewa and Geoffrey Ayesi Gamukama. When grilled further, the suspects pinned Bakashaba who was facing aggravated robbery charges as the ringleader. With that, we come to the end of the news around Uganda. I am Lydia Lakwonyeru. Good morning.